See, this is why you do live studio recordings, guys. We're not going to see that in the final product. <laughs> what was I just saying to you now? Um, oh, you were about to sing. Uh, nah, nah, definitely not. That was what? Definitely that, not. Sure? Okay. Nah, that's not it. Jedi mind <laughs> trick. <laughs> We're going to review USAs. I want to talk about the predictions first and which ones you guys felt were the biggest surprises. Cravon Charleston is going to be joining us. I do want to kind of isolate some time to kind of figure out who this guy is. Because he's made a lot of appearances on Good Times with us. But no one's spoken to him. I really want to see which one of y'all are going to try to act like y'all knew he was going to win. We're going to have a special edition of Good Times. We're actually going to review a bunch of races. I usually just do like three races, but there's so many good performances from around the world. I think one of the biggest things that happened was in my, my 100 meter predictions. Myself, Natasha, and Ray had Marvin Bracey winning. I thought he got injured, but he didn't. I have no idea what happened in that heat. Do you guys know how to explain what happened in that heat? It looked like he was avoiding a tackle. You know, you know, he plays football. That's what it looked like. It looked like someone like grabbed the back of his, his collar. I have no idea what happened. So once that happened, I, I mean, my picks went to shit. It's easy to say, oh, why would you have Marvin winning after he's out? Well, come on, man. I see loads of people having the best predictions after round one and trying to act like super, super smart. Like, yo, y'all you know, predictions are stupid. Y'all said this, this, y'all had a round to look at. That's not a prediction no more. You're just saying what you see. I, I didn't have Noah making it, but Noah, tell me what y'all think about Noah's interview after the race. What are your thoughts about this? Man, I'm so blessed. I had COVID on Monday. Yeah, I heard about that. Monday, couldn't practice for a whole week. I didn't even know if I was gonna get out the first round. I don't, I don't wanna hear excuses in the post-race interview when, when someone else who just won is literally two yards from you. Now you can, if you want to talk shit or say something like, well, we'll see you at Worlds or something, something like that. Okay, do that. But don't do the whole, I'm so, I had COVID on Monday. Cravon was obviously a surprise, but come on, man. Like you lost, yo. You still made the team, which was cool. I don't think he's going to clean up his start. I just don't. His um, YouTube channel is doing some big things right now. Really well done. And he's, he's good on camera. I like it. And he had an episode where he was just going over his start. Some old white guy came in with a bunch of machinery to tell him why his start is bad and was going to fix him with the machines. The whole episode, he was frustrated as hell, yo, because he's just, just not clicking. For someone like Noah, when you're going into a competition, you're approaching the competition, don't, don't focus on your weaknesses so much. Like your weakness is your weakness, yo. You can go with your bread and butter and you're good. He's the type of person that is bred to close on people. And if you get in big races, adrenaline will get you out of the blocks. All this technical stuff he's trying to force into his brain to have a good start. Some people just don't have good starts. You might just not have a good start, dog. But it's been planted in his head that your start sucks. You got to work on your start. You start, you start, you start, you start, dog. You have a mean finish. It's mean. So focus on that, man. Fred has never had a good turn. I just thought that he would he was focusing on the 200 so much this year that by the time championships came around, he would have figured it out. Even when he ran his fours, even when he ran twos in the past, he's never in the mix off the turn. It's not his thing. But I could tell in that final 
that he wanted to gap them on the turn. He got lane nine, which he was lucky he didn't get lane two because he ended up misgaging his semi. I'm sure he saw, okay, I have lane nine. I'm going to open up on these cats because I'm a, I'm a nine seven dude. He was fighting. He didn't gap them. He actually ran worse off the turn. I've never seen him that far behind on a turn. So once that happens, he's used up the majority of his energy and the, 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 the finish that he usually has, it wasn't there. He had a finish, but it wasn't enough to close on these mans, you know, like... And Arian is just, Arian's composed, man. We have to remember, Noah really embarrassed him last year. And that was viral. And looks over and says, don't forget, don't forget who's the world champion. <laughs> That's called post being posterized right there. I don't think Noah, I don't think the 100 is going to work in his favor as far as his 200. You're going to have Arian sitting in the balance. He's ready and he's hungry. I've seen him hold back on some of his celebrations after races. Cause you know what? I think he just wants Noah. I think that's it. I don't think he cares about beating anybody. Nobody, not Fred, not, not Kenny, who had an amazing meet by the way. I counted out Kenny, big up Kenny, yo. Ariane is only thinking about Noah. Seeing Noah run the hundred, if he makes the final and runs three rounds, we don't know how he's going to respond in the 200. And you're really tapping into your nervous system when you're running that 100. You're tapping in, tapping in. It's, it's going to be new for him. Look at He's running it. I ain't trying to get in the way of how he knows his, his confidence. If he, if he pulls it off, kudos to him. But it's going to be new territory for him. Yo, pick up the one named Craven Charleston. You got to let me know if I'm saying your name wrong, dog. Yo, um, congratulations. That was huge, man. But be honest with me, you were surprised, weren't you? Nah, going in, I knew I had a chance, you know, to make the team or possibly win. So, I mean, I wasn't too surprised. I was just grateful. You live in Charlotte and you yeah. train in Greensboro? Greensboro, yeah. That's right. How far is that drive every day? Depends. So, traffic about an hour and a half, but usually hour 15. Each way, every day. You train five days a week? Four. Four days a week, hour and a half so each Monday, way. Tuesday, so yeah. three hours total, basically 12 hours of driving every week. Yeah. What kind of car you got? If you don't mind me asking. Your car's going to change now. You know what I'm saying? You're uh, a US champion. Nah. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 2012 Honda Genesis. No, something. Okay. Something nice, but nothing too much. Do anything. You know what I'm saying? You just got to yeah. get someplace. That's all you got to yeah. do. Um, point B, right? Your coach is Alan Johnson, is a legendary hurdler. Someone like him, he knows rounds. He knows winning. He knows championships. I think he went pro in 94, and he retired 2010, so he was a top of the game for at least 14, 15 years or so. And so having that 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 navigation, direction in my life early on in my career helped out. So what kind of stuff is he saying to you through the rounds? Basically, don't go out there blazing too hard the first two rounds. No point. But go hard enough to get a good placement. I mean, just work your, your phases, execute like 60, 70 meters, and then come to the final, go ahead. You seem pretty mild-mannered, you know what I'm saying? No one's messing with you right now, though. Mm. What do you think about this world of 100-meter sprinters and the egos and the talking? And <sighs> It's a tough game to get into. I mean, <laughs> everybody won't be the best in the world in 100 and 200, so it's just, I mean, they're going to be egos, I maybe. Mean, you know, we're guys. You no, know, we won't be the best at whatever we do. So you're gonna be like, you're gonna, you know, puff our chest a little bit, but 
you know, they were all cool, all friends, you know, just friendly competition. Are you our world champion? Hey, whatever the Lord has willing in my life, uh, has plenty for my life, I want to do I'm going to train to win. You no, know, like I said, whatever I do, I'm going to be the best at it or try to be. So I'm going to train to win. I'm not going to just train to go. I made the world team. That's it. I mean, I don't ever do anything just to be doing it. I see you're not sponsored. I'm assuming, actually, because your uniform I've never seen before. One big stressor is is trying to find something to wear as an athlete. I mean, not that <laughs> no, but trying to find something to practice in, something to compete in. It just, it's, a, it's, it's stress. I'm like, okay, well, I want to wear where I feel comfortable in. So it's Tracksmith. Is a, it was founded, I believe, in the UK. But they have a, a ASP. So my man Nick Willis shot me out, uh, found me last year through my agent and, you know, negotiated a deal with me. And uh, I've been rocking with him ever since, I want to say last year after my set. That probably was the last time I wore a different brand. You ain't see me like a kit, practice gear, just relieve me of so much stress. And obviously took care of financial stuff. They actually paid for my Airbnb in Eugene. That <laughs> that took a lot of, you know, stress off my financial uh, obligations. So very, very thankful for them. Yeah, I went I went to their Instagram page. They got a, they got a big following. Like they're, yeah, they're legit. It's mostly distance. I think he's trying to dive into the the, uh, the sprint field, but they had a whole bunch of people. I think six people actually made the team this year. Serious? Oh, that's going to turn into something. I miss track clubs, yo. It's kind of like a track yeah. club, basically. I mean, they still have them around. I mean, it's, 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 they have track clubs around. I got, you know, the Nike groups down, in, you know, in uh, Orlando and you know, Florida, everywhere down there, some in California. It's a track clubs around. It's just yeah. I think it should be. I think it should be highlighted more, though. Like, Star Athletics should be. When you're talking about that group, you're talking about Star Athletics, and then you're talking about Tracksmith, and then you're talking about whoever. Every club wants to ride for their club. Like, obviously, shoe companies are going to have a place in track and field, no matter what. But I think it's lost its luster a little bit. There needs to be something fresh now. I think it just adds a new dynamic. I can't remember what shoes you ran in. What shoes did you run in? Nike. The Nikes. Max Fly, I believe. Okay. Whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah no, obviously. Bubble, yeah. If, you, if you're with Nike, <laughs> yeah. you better be wearing those shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Which shoe companies have come knocking now, man? U.S. champion. I got something to work. So I'm about to, you know, call the business out there. But there, there's a couple and a few out there, you know, looking to me now. Just trying to weigh it out, find the right fit. No, I'm not trying to rush. I went too long without having a shoe company. So I'm going to take my time, figure it out where I want to be for the next, you know, four or five years. How did track start for you? So I initially did it to get faster for football. I was, my dad played football, I ran track. My brother ran track, but I didn't want to use it to get faster for football when I was uh, 11. I always had my brother. He always said I can be fast. I actually wanted this to be a sprinter because of him. My dad pole vaulted and high jump. You know, that wasn't for me. Was like, Your dad was a black vaulter? Yeah, but he mostly did high jump, though. Mostly high jump. He was a great okay, high okay. jump. Yeah, but my uncle I, right. uh, pole vaulted in the same school I went to, no kind of state. But I had track background, but mostly, you know, for the field events, and that wasn't my thing. My brother, however, he sprinted the hurdles, and he won the guy that got looked over a lot. Whatever he said mind to, he's great at. He gardens, he cooks, uh, he sings, and just I'm like a, you know, a pale image of him. I can't, I can do a thing, but nowhere near as great as he can. Do you sing? I can hold a tune, but I'm nowhere near like he is. For real? So not not to the point where if I was like, yo, drop something now, yo. Nah. Sure. Okay. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> You've made the most appearances on Good Times so far. 
I want to have you a part of this session of good times because we got a few times and performances to look back at and I kind of want to hear what you got to say about some of these performances. We're actually starting this with your race. So, uh, so how yeah. many times have you watched this? Unfortunately, a lot. I don't, so I like <laughs> watching myself run. I hate watching myself run. For some reason, it looks different in my head. <laughs> I like, that's how I look. What is it you don't like about it? In my head, I'm very upright, but my, my watch is clearly not it. <laughs> but no, in that race, uh, I got off really well, and after 10 meters, I wouldn't blink. That where I go about uh, practicing being technical. Muscle memory takes over. After 10 meters, I remember nothing. How did you do that? Man, to be real, I blanked out. I said, just go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like five years in or out, I saw a coma. I said, uh, if coma that far in front, I know there like four other guys ahead of me. I said, dang, I messed up. We got fit. Went this far and didn't even you know, make the team. So I, I said, just lean. So I leaned and we were all waiting there. I said, okay, that's why I get probably fourth, fifth. And then my name popped up. I said, oh, I, I won. Just, you know, you know, happy and thankful. Sharika Jackson of Jamaica won the Jamaican trials in Kingston with 10.65. Good. Oh, wow. Oh, look out. The week tossed her around the world. Hey, she put on a show. I, yo, I'm a big Sha'Carri fan, yo. And it's good to see her go to the championships. Obviously, didn't get out as well in the final. It was getting out wicked during the rounds, though. Like, really, this really thing, well during the rounds. Her composure, I was just worried. She know where she's at in the beginning, and she just does not care. She just continue to push, drive, and accelerate out her drive phase. And then, like, she... she her ground time is so minimal, and she just tap, tap, tap. She's just very impressive. I almost feel like she knew she had the two come up. It didn't. The two coming up, it didn't really push it as hard in the final. It just needed to make it. No one was going to be. Well, she probably tired. I think the goal was just to make the team. I mean, obviously, she wanted to win because she competitive. But I think she might have some for for them in uh, the past. Because I mean, she competes no matter what. She went through some shit, yo. She's back on top. Let's move on to Sydney McLaughlin. Man, at this point, she's an alien. Phenomenal. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it. I thought she was going to win. I didn't think she was going to run 48. Oh, I knew she ran 48. After she ran 49.7, I, I knew. I mean, you look at her 400 hurdle time, she ran 50.6. I'm like, she can go 48. She can go 47. I don't know. You know, that whole group, they, 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 they're they wizards over there. So, the whole Bobby <laughs> Kersey, they, yeah, they... <laughs> It's something else. <laughs> so you think she's going to go 47? Yeah. Yeah. If not, Bubba, she'd definitely go, go 47 before she start running 400. I mean, there's not much she cannot do. She can do it. I mean, she go 48. She can run a good 200. I mean, she ran 22, 3, I believe, in, in Kentucky. She got deceptively good speed because she moves on people in the first 200. So we saw we saw when she raised Paulino, that first two. Yeah. Okay. That just, that's in the 400. Imagine she actually just had a 200 to run. She's uh, phenomenal. Let's take a look at this women's 200. Yo, did you know Gabby Thomas has a Jamaican background? I didn't know, I know that. I feel like everybody at this point has one. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> nah, not me. <laughs> so yeah, she obviously surprised a lot of people, yeah. but didn't surprise a lot of people. I think people surprised based on earlier this year. I mean, she had it in her. She just had to do it again. But people are yeah. based off what you've done at the beginning of the season, not knowing that we peak for this season and for Worlds and not really so much focus on the early races. I had Sha'Carri winning, right? But looking yeah. back, that was a lot of running. You have three rounds of the 100 within two days. The very next day, you run a 200, and the following day after mm -hmm. that, you run two more. In Budapest, it's not going to be like that, Doug. Day two and day three are, are the women's 100 meters. You get a day between on day four. Then day five, 
you have the, the heat in the morning. Then day six, you have the semis at night. And then day seven, you have the final. So she's going to have days between, and she's also going to have like a gap between the 100 and the 200. Yeah. This, is, this is different when that happens. Uh, it'd be interesting to know if people feel like Shakira wouldn't have a chance under those circumstances. Nah, when she had that recovery time, and when she competes, she'll be okay. Nia Ali. She hadn't ran well all season. Now, this is one of my picks that I, I, I called Nia. I didn't call her to win, though. I called her to get top three. This is all just championship pedigree, man. And it's a thing. Like, people don't think it's a thing. This is a thing. She was getting annihilated all season, dog. But she needed to qualify for USA's. She came to USA's. Out the hole, she was she was winning, dog. And everything's clean. She's not hitting no hurdles. Kenny tried to move on her. Couldn't. And she still ran 12.37. A lot of these women have run 12.2 and ran a bunch of 12.3s. None of them ran 12.3 in that final because it's championship performing. You know what I'm saying? What athletes do you, in the track and field game, do you look up to? Um, so I looked up to Tyson Gay a lot. I mean, just seeing him run. I mean, at the time, he was the face of track and field for American Sprints. I mean, he could do the one, he could do the two, and he could do the four. Or the 200. Yeah, this is, there's Fred out in lane nine. We got Christian, who actually had a good three days. I had I have picked him, Arion, and uh, and Curly. If he, if he didn't have the first, you know, the 100 rounds, he would have made a team for real. I mean, he's just, I mean, I, he can finish well. I mean, the guy goes 44, splitting the 400. So he he can't fit. He's strong enough to do the 200. I think he might have just been tired. That shows some good fitness, man. Uh, for yeah. for him, obviously, he's strong. He didn't have Kenny, yeah. huh? No. I didn't have Kenny either because he got injured. Showed, so I didn't know what to expect from him. Exactly. And it goes show you never know who's going to show up when the time to show up. Man. <laughs> yeah. 10.03 in that rain. Sarnell Hughes in this rain with a 10.03. Man, it might be one of the best performances in the history of track and field. Like, I don't know what he would have ran if it wasn't raining, but all I know is in this type of weather, you run 10 0. This is, this is a legendary race, yo. He actually a guy what? who McKenna actually look at a lot, too. Oh, you like his technique? You look at his race, the bottom half of his body is just basically moving forward. And the top is just so still and so focused. Like, it's just like the perfect mechanics. People are looking at him as a sleeper, but what people don't realize is that in, in Tokyo, he won his semi in 100. Yeah. And uh, he actually had lane five between Fred and Lamont. So we don't know what would have happened if he didn't fall start. But he's, he has a pedigree. I mean, he'd been in the mix for the longest time. And um, then he ran 200. the 200. Um, yeah, I was by this one. Slightly windy, but he's, he's always been a strong 200-meter runner, man. These guys only had four rounds, though. So mm. um, a little bit fresher. But he ran that by himself. 1978 converted down to 1977. And he's obviously going to be confident. How do you portray everything that's happening? I mean, I see the times. I know what times are world leads and top five. I'm like, okay, that's nice. I know I got to do to get better and you know, be in the mix. But other than that, I'm like, just focus on my own. Everybody different. Everybody different in the moment. You know, when you line with somebody, it's not the same. You know, I'm going to ask you if you feel like you got a 9 8 in you. I don't want placing limits on myself, but I mean, nine, eight, nine seven. seven so, tell what you want. Hey, I mean, my coach got run nine seven. So I mean, people be around me think I do it. They obviously not wrong yet. So I'm like, why be wrong about that way? <laughs> like I said, anything I try to do, I try to do the best of my ability. And I'm going to try to run nine seven. I mean, it might not happen, but Lord be willing, I'm going to train to run nine seven. You no, know, I think I can run nine seven.
forward to doing it again sometime. Feel me? Hell yeah. Very powerful name. Craven Charleston. Appreciate it. <laughs>